Hi guys and welcome to Disturbed State. My name is Chandra and I will be your permanent host. I will have different co-hosts hopefully every week, some repeats because, let's face it, people are awesome and sometimes you just connect with them. This podcast is going to be a little bit different than your normal ones. We're going to go by state and meaning each month is going to be a different state. June is Alabama. July will be Alaska, and so on and so forth. It's got to go in alphabetical order because I'm a little OCD and things just have to be right. But this week I had the pleasure of recording with the gorgeous Eden Lee, who was amazing. We had never talked before this, and this was the first time, and I feel like we just kind of meshed, and it was beautiful. This week's case is on Scotty Joe Weaver, and it is just absolutely heartbreaking. If you have small children in the room, I highly suggest turning this off and listening to it later because, well, language is an issue and just the nature of the murder itself is horrendous. Also, at some point, if you would like to be a guest host, you can send an email to disturbstatepod at gmail.com or leave a message on the Facebook or on Instagram, Twitter, I'm all over. Also... If there's any case suggestions, please feel free to send those via the same routes. I'm always open to case suggestions. Just make sure you send what state it's with, and I will add it to the list. Because I'd like to cover some cases that are not well known. And this first case is an LGBTQ-related, being as it's Pride Month, and I feel like there needs to be some light shed on this case because it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's just... Oh, I can't even, can't even describe it. Hope you guys enjoy. Stay. Yay! Okay, well, we're going on like a minute of not getting cut out, so that's good. That's fantastic. Okay. Yay! So, yay! This finally is going to work. Yay. Okay, cool. So, Scotty Joe Weaver. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I had sent you uh, like uh, a YouTube video. Right. That does not even begin to get into how bad this kid actually, his how brutal his death was. Yeah, it didn't really cover a whole lot. It was a lot of the Westboro Baptist Church guy, which I was, what? Not, I was not fond of him at all. No, what a fucking douchebag he is. Right. Um, basically, he was an 18-year-old kid in Baymanet, Alabama, which is like East Bumfuck nowhere. Right. And his, he's got his mom, Martha, and his older brother, Lum, which is also gay. Mm-hmm. And you know, being gay in southern Alabama is like a cardinal sin at this point. Right. This was like 2004. So apparently Alabama is still way behind the times at this point because, uh, you know, the LB- LGBTQ movement had already started. Right. I and- was... I didn't realize it was so it was within the last 20 years with just how dated the uh like the belief system was I cannot believe it was 2004 that's crazy yeah 2004 I mean I was I'm a year younger than uh, Scotty was and it's just asinine to me like 
the difference where I grew up and the difference in Alabama where the cultures are just so they they don't coincide with one another you know being gay was completely accepted where I was and then you know you go to Alabama and it's like uh, you know you've got the Fred Phelps thing going on but like it's a small town so there's not a whole lot of people but it is a very very thick bible belt and being gay is absolutely the last thing you want to be in southern Alabama right um he worked at a waffle house in a trailer with three other people two of them which he had known his like entire life like his mom would even babysit the the one girl's kid yeah the other one was more of just an acquaintance um the roommates were nicole kelsey she was 18 christopher Gaines, who was 20 and robert porter who was kind of the outcast he was 18 basically when scott would leave porter would crack because he was very homophobic oh ew yeah (laughs) it was gross gosh okay it was gross yeah Gaines had proposed to Nicole Kelsey and that's where shit started to go downhill because once they got engaged that's when Kelsey brought up the idea of getting rid of Scotty which is completely beyond me you know this is a friend you've had since kindergarten and you're gonna murder him because he's gay right or what kind of shit is that you could be like, hey, could you just move out, you know, like normal people do? Really, though, like, and none of the three of them worked. It was only Scotty was the one that was working, pulling doubles at Waffle House and paying all the bills. Right, yeah. They were, like, literally mooching off of him the whole time. Right. Now, like, Scotty did not have, like, a good start to life at all. This poor kid at 10 years old had cancer after two years so looking at um a couple interviews with his brother and even after having and being gay you would think this kid would want to like off himself right but no he like just really outgoing cheerful that kind of thing but apparently he also liked to dress in drag so that's what kind of sparked the whole outrage. Mm-hmm. But uh, being it's June and it's Pride Month, an LGBTQ would be appropriate. Right. Um, now, as far as how he was murdered in this, like, break, and just a fair warning. It's probably not good to listen to around kids or people that are easily offended because I have a potty mouth and it's probably going to get gross. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So I went back and listened to some of the audio and for some reason in the beginning of recording, it kept cutting out. And so just bear with me during this episode everything kind of gets recapped in the main conversation so just 
bear through it. This is the first episode. It'll get better, I promise. And the audio will be getting better in around August. So just stick with it, I promise. Everything will get better. Okay, are we good? We're good. Holy shit. <laughs> so what So what happened? Everything's there though, right? Yep, and it cut out at basically what they did to this kid and then it stopped. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, so... Because I've been sitting here and I've been like, what happened? Oh, it's horrible. It is horrible. Uh, Uh, So they tied him to a chair, right? Right. In his own freaking trailer. And then they proceeded to not only strangle him, but they beat the piss out of him. Like, they beat him until he was a bloody mess. And then turned around and stabbed him a whole bunch of times. So how long did this go on for? Hours. Uh, This went on for hours. By that point, he was still alive, though. He didn't actually die until they damn near decapitated him. What the fuck? Yeah, it was horrible. And then these assholes take him a couple miles away down by the water tower. Now, I don't know how much more cliche it can get than that. But they dumped his body there and then doused him in gasoline and set him on fire. I don't, like, it's not, people are so disgusting. And the thing is, is their last little attempt to get rid of the evidence didn't work. Because... What happened was a couple of kids on some four-wheelers found the body. It didn't burn all the way. It was only partially burned. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it it, it's completely insane. It's overkill. And even the district attorney at that point said that it was overkill. And you don't just see that in a a, regular burglary burglary yeah if i can talk um and that his sexual orientation definitely had something to do with his murder which is just and now get this okay 2004 i can understand not understand but i can see sexual orientation would not be listed in a hate crime at that point but i looked into it it's 2000 freaking 18 it is still not listed in alabama state (laughs) As a hate crime for a crime based on sexual orientation. Why not? I don't understand. I have no idea, but this is 14 years later, and it wasn't like this was something small. There were documentaries done. There, This was huge in Alabama. I mean, I was in Virginia, and I didn't hear about it. I didn't have a clue. Right. And But you would think in 2018 that it would be... Okay, so hate crime, sexual orientation should be in there. But right. No, it's considering, not. Yeah, considering the plethora of hate crimes that have happened since then, like that's those are the things. And clearly, this is a case that's really like aggressive and, like you said, completely unnecessary in terms of it falling into just a murder category to where you mm-hmm. would think that this would be one of those catalyst cases that would push for legislation and and like kind of help move it in the direction of it being successful, that this would be categorized as a hate crime. 
Right. And it's just completely baffling to me that it is not listed as a hate crime anywhere. I mean, I could understand if they initially had charged them with a hate crime, but then reduced it down to, you know, first degree murder. But right. no, it was, it's not even in the law, so they couldn't even charge them with a hate crime on top of the first degree murders. So they just basically chalked it up to the fact that it was just a happy coincidence that this kid was gay and dressed in drag and they just lost their shit and decided to kill their roommate. Yeah, like, well, the horrible thing is, is this shit was planned and the, the Robert Porter had been openly known to brag about assaulting other homosexual people. Ugh. It's just completely asinine. Like, if this guy is your friend, and then this other guy comes into the picture that doesn't like gay guys, but you're going to let him stay in the same house that your friend is paying for? Fuck that, okay? <laughs> right. Ugh, it's just, ugh. But no, they stage like a coup and then kill the guy who pays for everything. Yeah, pays <laughs> their the bills. Fuck? Pays oh. for them to go out and party. But then it gets worse. They had the balls, all three of them, to take the last 80 bucks that Scotty had out of his take-home pay, they stole that in the process of assaulting him. Right. So not only did they murder this guy, they freaking stole his money. It was 80 bucks, like, literally. Um, go give a blowjob. I don't care. But yeah. you can make that 80 bucks real quick. <laughs> You're like, to add insult to injury. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't understand it. And as far as the amount of time that these people got now, the one that sparked this idea, you would think that she would be the one that one of, you know, one of the heavier sentences, right? She came up for parole November 1st of 2016. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Her, she was sentenced to 20 years and then she was eligible for parole about six years after. What the for- fuck? conspiracy to commit murder was all she was charged with because she didn't actually contribute the actual beatings or assault on to Scotty Weaver. But they, the parole board denied her request on November 1st of 2016. So she's still got to serve out the rest of her 20 years. But that means that she's getting out eventually. She's going to be 30, 38 years old when she gets out of prison. So in three years, she's going to walk. Yep. What the fuck? Isn't that bullshit? Oh, my gosh. Now, in 04, well, 07 is when the trial was going on for Christopher Gaines and Robert Porter. Mm-hmm. And they still had the death penalty in Alabama. They managed to get around being put on death on death row by pleading guilty. Now, Chris Gaines, the main guy that participated in the act was got life without parole. And Porter, the one that was openly against gay people got life with the possibility of parole. Uh, uh, I don't even understand. And my, <laughs> my brain hurts. I don't like the thing is, it's crazy because 
people go away for life for lesser things, right? And they serve longer sentences for things that might not even directly directly be related to inflicting pain or like murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. Yet this very clear black and white um this murder that clearly stemmed from dislike for his sexual orientation just the fact that even that bitch who ended up you know coming up with the idea of it is gonna be you know that she only served 20 years that doesn't make any sense to me like just because you don't have blood on your hands you're not guilty that's just not no, and the thing is, is when her mo- when Scotty's mother Martha asked why she would do that, because they grew up together, like they were best friends their entire what? lives. Said mom babysat their her daughter. Yeah, and the mom was just like, "Why?" And Kelsey wouldn't even give her an answer. Like she didn't say a word. Walking out of the courtroom, didn't even look at her. And now you've got this mom who is devoted to her two kids and this poor guy who did nothing but try to help everybody and a senseless death because some people didn't like that he liked to wear makeup on occasion. Right. Like, Jesus Christ. So fucking hateful. And there's no reason for it. And especially in this day and age, there's zero reason for Alabama to not have that listed as a hate crime. I'm just totally floored right now that there's, yeah. that's just nuts to me. Yeah, it is. It's insane. Now, there was uh, a documentary done by a guy named Malcolm Ingram, actually, and I've been kind of uh, following his stuff for years, but he did a documentary called Ta- Small Town Gay Bar, and mm-hmm. that came out right around the time Scotty's death, and they kind of touched on that, and it, it highlighted the issues that gay people and you know the lgbtq people are dealing with and it's just disgusting and even in politics you would think that okay if i could get the backing of all the lgbtq people Mm -hmm. that right there's enough to win something and you know if you say you put this as a hate crime that's a win that's going to get you good standing with those people but people are so afraid to come out because of the way they're treated it's just asinine because there's no consequences yeah, and I think a lot of it, I mean, regardless of where on a federal and state level, we're starting to move in terms of recognizing, you know, civil partnerships and allowing that to be legal marriages and all these steps that we feel like we're making, it still doesn't change the fact that the majority of people, or not to say a majority, but a lot of people still can't wrap their head around the people of the idea that gay people, transsexual people, bisexual people are still people who have every right to, you know, to live their life without the the judgment and the hate that comes from, you know, them them loving who they want to love and deciding exactly. to live. And, the, and people are still too scared to say anything. Yeah, because the, there's fear of suffering the same fate. <sighs> now, and to make matters even worse, the Westboro Baptist Church protested the church, Crossroads Church of God, where Scotty's funeral was held. Oh, my God. I saw that. And I was like, what a bunch of fucking assholes. Are you kidding me? And it gets even worse. And this is, oh, it, you know, I'm by and it pisses me off to no end. But I mean, yes, I'm married to a man. But you know what? 
there is no reason on this earth for somebody to be judgmental like that towards somebody, especially a reverend that is overseeing the funeral of Scotty for her to turn around and say that he is going to hell because of who he was at his funeral. Are you kidding me? I about table flipped. I almost like broke down and cried right there because, and, and I don't cry over anything that like broke my heart. What are his poor family, you know? The hell that they've been put through. Like, his brother's terrified. He just doesn't do anything because he's afraid of these people. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that where he was like, pretty much you don't do anything. And even, you know, you don't go out. You don't socialize. And that in and of itself, the lack of social integration is almost like an identifier for people within that community that that person must be gay because they don't mesh with other people exactly and then you know and people's cars are getting tagged spray painted with the word faggot on it you know and their houses are being freaking trashed when they're not home it's like what did what did these people ever do to you right like honestly did they try to like put it in your mouth no they didn't they gave you you know, a hello and a goodbye and left you the hell alone. Right. I just, this is, oh, this case just pissed me off to no end. You just, like, people do less to other, other like, adulterous heterosexual adults. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that shit when you know in the community that somebody is so-and-so's mistress or so-and-so is stepping out of their marriage. We do nothing in terms of... um like as a society people don't say shit about that because that's taboo but Mm -hmm. you openly go ahead and harass people who are gay and um like it's just crazy to me like what people say is important is so misaligned with the way that people act you know you know and especially towards a kid that's already been through hell fought cancer got through that and somebody who just made people laugh never held a grudge against anybody like if they did him wrong he let it go he didn't let it stick with him because that's just how he was he wasn't gonna let things bring him down and then for his so-called friends to turn around and do this i can't even imagine what was going through his head those last few minutes or those last few hours of his life so, I mean, what – so, ultimately, when it came down to the trial and everything like that, did they – I know you said that they pled guilty and ultimately that lessened their sentence. Did they actually openly say, yeah, we did it because we because he was gay and we hated him? They did not come out and say that. They only said that they um, had performed the assault and then let that led to his eventual death, but they would not admit to it being because of his sexual orientation right so they didn't declare that as a motive hence us not moving the needle whatsoever in terms of it being officially a hate crime right so the da couldn't do anything on his end to try to even make it somewhat about a hate crime because all he had to go on was okay i've got a confession from these two that they did this but one of them being open about hating homosexuals and wanting to kill him and being open about assaulting him previously was just, you know, common knowledge. It wasn't anything that could have been used in court. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Like, I just, I want to go down to Alabama right now and just stand there until somebody breaks the freaking law. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> everyone in the face for being fucking idiotic. 
you know, and I've got friends in Alabama and, you know, I talked to them in the last couple of weeks while I was researching and still to this day, things are like that down there. Like there are certain communities that gay people live in that either straight people just don't go or the cops conveniently don't do any sort of patrol around there. So nothing gets reported. So it's like Skid Row, basically. Yeah, basically. Like the land of the untouchables. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting what these people are doing. So it's just, it's just sick. Yeah. Like, and, and his poor mother is forever going to be associated with this. She can't ever get out from behind it. And his brother, God forbid, he ever tried to live a normal life. It's sad. Well, the thing is, like, it's sad that there are areas, even within the country, like I said, even with all this legislation being pushed forward with, you know, being more open and then speaking to equality. Like, you go to a more densely populated area where the demographic is a little bit more diverse. You don't deal with shit like this, not to this scale. Exactly. Like, you go somewhere like Alabama in the Deep South that's, you know, also has all of the stigmas and the beliefs of being i don't even know if alabama falls within the bible belt but it's deep enough to where i'm like yeah i think it probably does especially i mean it's it's close to like it's between banjos playing and you sure got a purdy mouth yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so it's like right there yeah for people to still it's just it sucks that in some way shape or form it's kind of just dumb luck the shit that people have to deal with when they grow up based on where your parents settled down and where they decided that they wanted to start a family. Like he could have been born somewhere in California or New York. And this would have been a totally different situation to where even if people were hateful, they wouldn't feel comfortable being openly hateful like that. No, because they know that they would face ridicule and there would be repercussions for their actions. Right. But to turn around and kill him and then fucking take the $80, like, come on now. Was that fucking necessary? <laughs> I think I think it also is just these are sick people who have who possibly could have gone on to do something super shitty and murder somebody else somewhere down the road. Yeah, I mean, I looked at their mugshots and I'm just going to say inbreeding is everybody's problem. <laughs> Because it's it sounds like they were just looking for an excuse to go ape shit, and this poor this poor guy, you know, just fell victim to that. And it was, mm-hmm. I guess, with kind of the the thinking around the area, it's like who's really gonna miss him, you know? Exactly. And Nicole Kelsey had dropped out of school, failed her GED, didn't have more than like an eighth grade education, and she had said in one stint with the police that she just didn't understand school. So her thought process, and I got to wonder if she's sort of mentally delayed yeah, or has some sort of learning disability or something of that nature, hell, even Asperger's, because for somebody to turn around and do that to their best friend, there's, there's some sort of disconnect there. There's not, not a connection like there should be. Right. I I just, and this Gaines guy, there wasn't a whole ton of stuff on Christopher Gaines other than he was Nicole Kelsey's fiance. Like what? Oh, that he was just Nicole Kelsey's fiance and they were living in the trailer with Scotty and this acquaintance, Robert Porter. And nothing was ever clear as to how Porter even came into the picture. 
Probably just some lazy fuck who knew everybody else and was like, can I just bum a couch? Right. And then then maybe he didn't know that it was Scotty's place and that he was gay and liked to, you know, dress and drag. I mean, clearly you didn't have a problem with it enough because you decided you were going to stay there. Exactly. Exactly. And that for that to have gone on for hours, there was intent there that showed hatred of some sort. And that is just pure overkill. Right. Because they were trying to torture him. Mm-hmm. They were like, make, they were making it very clear that they wanted him to be very sorry for being who he is. Yeah. And I got to wonder how deep the religious aspect of it goes to like, were they doing some sort of, you know, were they attempting some sort of like exorcism to try to get his demons out and that it just went wrong and they just pleaded guilty because they couldn't face the fact that they hated this kid so much or I just I don't know there's there's a lot of questions I just I feel like if we talk it up to maybe they were trying to do some sort of exorcism exorcism and like convert him that still to me has too much resemblance to them trying to do something good so i'm going to take that on the table because they're disgusting human beings who shouldn't have ever done what they did regardless of whatever reason you know oh, like, i agree it was never good no and the fact that nicole kelsey is going to get out and gets to live the rest of her life at 38 fuck that okay i'm sorry but that bitch doesn't deserve to breathe oh my gosh like the other two are not getting out I highly doubt they're going to let Porter out on parole ever just because it it was such a violent death. Right. And he had already had prior run-ins with the law in regards to assaults and all that. So I highly doubt he's getting out, but this Nicole Kelsey getting out is that was like the last straw. Like this bit just gets to move out of the jail. She's probably never going to be anything, never going to do anything with her life, but still. Well, the thing, That's... yeah, the thing you have to bring into question, though, is here's a girl at such a young age, at 18 years old, who was, in essence, the mastermind or the mastermind behind this heinous, heinous act. 20 years later, you can hope and pray that, like, hey, maybe she has learned and maybe she has grown beyond that. Um, it's not a normal thought process to have to begin with. So I can't say you grow out of it because I don't think normal functioning adults go, yeah, let's murder my roommate slash best friend of 18 years. But what's to stop considering she was such a huge accessory in this murder? What's to stop her 20 years later from being the mastermind behind some other bullshit? You know, exactly. And that also and the other thing that I had thought of, too, was. Was she sleeping with both of these guys to convince them that Scotty needed to die? Like, there's, I don't know a whole lot of guys that are going to be like, okay, I'll just kill somebody just for the fun of it. You've got to be a real freaking psychopath to do that. But I don't know if maybe there was like a three-way going on there or something. That could very well be the case because the majority of times when you end up convincing other people to do shit for you, there's leverage there. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there was some sort of gay interaction between Gaines and Porter and that really disgusted them and they took it out on Scotty. Maybe. And then they're like, I'm not gay. I'm just Mm -hmm. conveniently gay. And then they just decided to like 
in order to cleanse themselves of whatever it was that they did, they were just going to kill the gay guy. Right. Fuck, that is so fucked. Yeah, that, I mean, it's all theories and it's all speculation. You know, it's not a stretch because even when you look at other really, really heinous murders and homicides where there are several people involved, to to like kind of chalk it up and be like, oh, this is a rational way to think about it. There's no rationality whatsoever, so anything can be on the table for exactly. So it just it's got to make you wonder, like what frame of mind were these people in they just and, had nothing to do idle hands make for trouble i don't yeah. know this but clearly these dumb lazy fucks had nothing to do besides ruin this kid's life and the worst thing is is the last thing the last time his mother saw him was the day he was killed he basically he went to her house gave her money that he owed her because he had gotten his paycheck that day Gave her the money that he owed her, said, all right, I love you. I'll talk to you later, and went home. And then she never saw him again. She didn't hear from him for a couple days and then had filed the missing persons report. And then a day or two later is when his body was found. Like, his mom just, like, knew something was wrong because those two talked, like, every day. Yeah. No, and even in watching that video, like, she's clearly, I mean, the death of your child is so unnatural, like, to pass before your kid anyway. Mm -hmm. But then to take it one step further and realize somebody stole them from you. Just because they didn't like them. Right. It's just, like, I, I would probably, because I have two kids, if somebody did anything to one of my kids like that, I would be in jail because I went and murdered the other person. Like, I give right. this mother all the credit in the world for restraining herself. But you could just, the whole, any interview I've ever watched with her in it, she's just utterly heartbroken. And it's like, that's all they had was the three of them. The dad wasn't in the picture. Yeah. And then even just watching the interview with Lum, it just made you so sad because it's like he had to learn from the murder of his brother that he ought to not be who he believes he is. Exactly. And it's just the heartbreak hearing from Lum was just, oh, makes you want to cry. It was really sad. I watched it and I was like, no, leave. I'll buy you a plane ticket out of there for <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, come here and I will take care of you for the rest of your life. In my basement. I don't even care. Get away from those hateful people. Like, come here. I have a friend I can set you up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Because we're cool like that. We would do that. Because who cares, you know? Exactly. Like, it's not hurting anybody. Who gives a shit what anybody does outside of their or inside of their own home? It's not hurting anybody. I, right. It's just it's baffling to me that even religion to this day is that far in the bag of okay. How many Catholic priests? I don't think I even need to go there. But how yep. many Catholic yeah. priests? <laughs> you know what I mean? Gosh, yeah. And then turn around and for all this hatred to be spewed by the family reverend. Knowing that both of those boys were gay. It's just, you have no <sighs> decency at that point. No. None whatsoever. You that, 
like your brain should be shutting off the moment that you even think about spewing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They I just mean, don't... and like Martha and Lum, his mother and brother, didn't do anything. He Lum had to calm his mother down in the middle middle of the funeral when the Reverend said that. Yeah, I would have choked. I, it. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't just go beat her to a, a freaking pulp. It would have right. been worth it. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm just, just so I'm so sad. Yeah. So sad. Is it that's what I meant by when I said this is just absolutely heartbreaking. It is just beyond the realm of anything I understand. And I like made it a point to not dig into it past kind of the snippet that you sent me just so I could be um it's not the right word, but like pleasantly surprised <laughs> with the details of the case. And now I'm like really sad and feeling pretty depressed. But it's that's the way it should sit with people, you know, like and for it to be so long, like what almost now we're looking at almost 15 years after the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, and, and almost two it's next month almost a month exactly when this kid was murdered i just like i want to do something like i want to send his mom flowers or something i know <laughs> be like i'm sorry people suck yeah i'm sorry people suck love from virginia <laughs> right <laughs> if you ever want to come up here and live up here you can live yeah. up well uh, hell i'm in new york now and it's still bad up here like uh, it's I'm in upstate bumfuck New York. There's nothing here but cows and farms. Yeah, and people are still. If you're gay, forget it. Don't don't advertise it because you're in for a world of hurt. People will still walk up behind you and try to hurt you. Yeah, it's really not even. So I'm in Charlotte right now, and there have been a lot of um, Charlotte being like a smaller metro hub area we have seen a lot of advancement in terms of just social acceptance. Like we had our own, um, you know, like our gay pride parade and things like that. Those things are not done lightly though, because being dead smack in the middle of the Bible belt, Mm -hmm. so much opposition. So even within instances where people should be able to celebrate or even just to walk around, you will have people pick it and you will have people protest. Um, It hasn't been, as much of an issue i think as the generations come it'll become more and more clear that things like that are no longer worth segregating and splitting Mm -hmm. up over but for as long as we live i mean we have to deal with the the beliefs and the ideologies that have been so incredibly just it's just been burned into the memory of you know generation y and z or i don't even know what x y and z you know the older ones like the baby boomers yeah <laughs> <laughs> baby boomers they we they still grow up thinking oh absolutely disgusting i can't mm-hmm. even believe that our country has moved in this direction where you're like this is progression this is this is the way things are supposed to be this is good you know yeah so even yeah. in like a smaller city it still makes you know hate still rears its ugly head for sure yeah and you're gonna have people regardless of where you are that are gonna have their beliefs but when it comes down to 
you know, the sentencing of these people, you've got to have the separation of church and state. You cannot have your religious beliefs clouding your judgment when it comes to the law. And that's, I think, exactly what happened here. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, they just kind of looked the other way, like, okay, he was gay. We're going to brush that under the rug kind of deal. And it's baffling. You know, go on. I've got, and this is purely anecdotal, but I've got a 14 year old and a nine year old. They are so far accepting. Like my oldest came home the other day and it's like, oh, so-and-so is pansexual. Like, okay, do you understand what that means? And, you know, I explained it to her and she's like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. It's not hurting anybody. And that's exactly how things should be, in my opinion. Right. You know, the nine-year-old's still catching up. She doesn't know a whole lot, but she's like, I don't know. I think I like girls, but I think I like boys. Like, okay, whatever you like, whoever you like, I don't care. Right. As long as you're happy and I don't, uh, and me being that way, my husband's the same way. And we both go, I don't understand why there's such hate. You know, I think there, but that speaks a lot to who you are as a parent and as a person, because there are even people within our generation now who have a huge opposition to their kid, maybe coming to be gay. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think a lot of, and I have to just, for my own sanity, I have to hope that the people who are like, not that not that they would hate their children for being gay, but the people who say that's not something I want for my kid, I think that hopefully that'll come to an end too as people move more into acceptance. Because I think a lot of the times people and, and parents get scared of the social stigma that comes with being gay or bisexual. Oh, yeah. And I have to hope that a lot of the opposition is more so because they don't want their kid to put up with that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Not because they, to the core, have an issue with their kid being gay or bisexual or transsexual or whatever it may be. But, like, I don't know. I'm still holding on to the stem of hope that people don't want that for their children because they <laughs> just don't want them to be sad and, like, punched in the face over shit that is so arbitrary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so what if your freaking kid likes to wear makeup? Who in Hollywood doesn't wear makeup? Who gives a shit? Like, honestly, I don't see how anyone, and I'm not a religious person by any way, shape, or form, but even when I was younger and my parents forced me to go to a Catholic church, I never never had a problem with the gay people and i was asking those questions as a kid why is there so much hate why is it wrong to be gay why why is this an issue it doesn't seem like it's a relevant thing like you're not being gay with them they're not making you gay so what's what's the problem (laughs) it's so true though it's like they're not like they're not like trying to convince you one way or the other it's just what does it have to do with you yeah like do you do you want somebody coming into your bedroom while you're doing your husband and telling you, no, you can't do that. That's wrong. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, people have their discretion. I, for me, like sexual orientation, if we want to talk about shit, that is nobody else's business. For me, it falls in line with like what you decide to do with your money. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Nobody talks about anybody else's finances. They don't feel comfortable doing that. And at the end of the day, the argument when somebody tries to be intrusive is that's none of your damn business. Exactly. What we do within our house is our business and, and we're comfortable with this and that. It should fall. That should be the way that you covet 
your relationships too, you know, and, and the Absolutely. way that people should respect that. They, it's just not your business. If there's no intrusion into your personal life, um, it's just so sad because even in the instance where you have kids that are up for adoption or children mm-hmm. who are in your care and you have loving same-sex couples who are looking to open their home up, it's just sad that like there are still adoption agencies and foster care agencies that can't wrap their head around a kid having two dads, yet they will go ahead and push through a heterosexual couple who might have, you know, let's not say all the, all the time, but like abuse in the picture exactly. or there are additional stresses, stressors that could potentially harm the kid. It's like you green light a male-female couple, but won't even look at a same-sex couple because that's the way that it's always been. It's just sad because it's just so sad. It is. And, you know, Scotty Weaver's never, never going to get that chance to be a dad, to yeah. be that loving parent that his personality shows probably would have been an amazing parent. It's just, he got robbed of everything. His mother got robbed of being a grandmother. He got robbed of having a happy life and he never hurt anybody. It's not like he was flaunting that he was gay. He was just working, paying his bills. He wasn't going out trying to like, Hey, let me put it in your butt. No, he didn't care. He was just kind of keeping to himself. So I don't, and so I now, think for some reason, I'm kind of thinking um, maybe the situation at home, I don't know why my head just went here, but considering he was so fiscally responsible in essence, right? Like working right. at Waffle House and all these fucking people are living in his house. I almost wonder if um, clearly there was an abuse of that relationship where that girl best friend. Um, was taken care of mm-hmm. you know financially by her best friend but I wonder if he it was kind of like an unsaid situation to where he had his safe haven of his home of and like kind of provided that financial shelter for other people to be able to come home somewhere and not have his ass kicked you know right. what I mean like maybe to to make his home not a target. Oh yeah. Regardless of what kind of gay hate you got going on, Scotty's living in this house, but then you have three other straight people living there or two to three other people moving in and out of that space. You're not going to go burn that trailer down. Right. It makes him less of a target be, you know, or, and then here's another little offhanded thing. People may have been giving Gaines Porter and Kelsey shit for living with a gay guy. And right. that could have, in turn, sparked the whole beginning of the end, so to speak. They found out that, okay, oh, you're a gay lover. You're friends with a gay people with gay people, and I've, oh, I've heard it. Why? How can you be friends with this person? They're gay. Well, like, like right. they're not doing anything to me. They're helping me out right now. They're right. doing more for me than what you would do. And I think he was just genuinely being a good guy and giving these people a place to live. never be nice to anyone that's the moral of this story yeah fuck everybody else (laughs) handle your own shit handle your own shit don't give anybody any money and definitely don't let them sleep sleep in your house (laughs) especially if they hate your people because fuck that noise yeah Uh, i would love to be there when kelsey gets released from prison and just like 
and it's illegal, but I would verbally assault her into a little puddle of just like piece of human like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw a pie in her face. Like she just doesn't deserve to get out, in my opinion. Like it's it's not not fair that she gets to live a life and she took away somebody else's. Yeah, and I think that's it's it. This is what is wrong with the justice system in instances like this. Like, well, how many mistakes does a person need to make before you realize that they're dangerous? Mm-hmm. And regardless of if she t- if she had blood on her hands or not, being the mastermind. Because have you seen um have you seen Evil Genius? Not yet. It's on my list. I've been researching a lot of this case, so it's been. Uh... On the back burner for the moment. <laughs> Basically, this bitch is a psychopath and she deserves to be put away just as long, if not longer, than anyone else that's directly involved with whatever happens. It's it's like it's the idea of, you know, how many times does she need to do this shit again before you realize you should have never let her out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there has to have been to go along with that there has to be a degree of psychosis and then for her to have like some sort of thrill like you didn't even say sorry when his mother was in your face you clearly have no remorse for what you did exactly and just you know looking at her mugshot she's got those cold dead eyes like lights on but nobody's home yeah kind of look in her face and she's almost smirking in one of them i'm and I just want to like smack it off of her, but it's it's beyond me that the how much pain that this mother has got to be in. I, I couldn't imagine. <sighs> People suck. Yeah. Hopefully, at some point, legislation will be changed to include sexual orientation in hate crime, because that I have a feeling would. Uh, produce a lot more hate crime based arrests and that may be why it's not done right well it's just it's like the boy who cried wolf you know mm-hmm. they, like people just don't they don't care until there's a reason to care and that sucks that inherently people aren't more benevolent mm-hmm. but i mean if nobody's gonna if nobody's gonna slap your hand away people will have the tendency to continue doing things wrong until exactly wise Exactly. And Lum had said in one of the interviews that he's hoping that the outcome of this would bring the LGBTQ community together and rise up and come together as one and fight against this kind of thing. Right. But I feel like in a community that's so like, it's such a shitty way to think about it. But in a community that's small, where Lum, even to this day, is probably hiding out 99.9% of the time. It's almost like it almost happened in a town that's too small. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this case, up until you sent it to me, I hadn't heard about it. So for I'm afraid that as horrific as it was, everything that happened to Scotty, like it almost feels so far removed for people sometimes mm-hmm. like like it's the whole not in my backyard thing times a thousand right yeah because, like not my circus not my monkeys kind of thing right. or not my monkeys not my circus whatever right right because <laughs> like people who are straight 
feel even more detached from the story. But then people who, you know, let's say have grown up in really great households or really great communities, um, they might just not feel that same pain. And I just, it makes me sad to think that to a degree, this case might just fall on deaf ears. Like I'm hoping that it'll be the ammo to push things forward. Mm -hmm. But there's always the very real possibility that this just didn't hurt enough for enough people. Exactly. And and that's part of the reason that I wanted to take this case and look deeper into it was because it is Pride Month. Everything's kind of at a heightened sense right now. And I know I've reached out to a few of my um, LGBTQ friends and said, hey, do me a favor. When this drops, listen to it, spread it around. And in hopes that maybe it will spark something in the community to push for legislation to be amended or stand up for one another and not be afraid so much. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't live in that kind of world. We, you know, wishful thinking. But if we don't try, how do we know that it's never going to get done? No, and I definitely think it's definitely something that's worth trying. Like, it, to to be privy to this knowledge and to not do anything with it, I think, is such a huge crime in and of itself. You know, Agreed. how can you know something and not say anything? How can you know something and not want more for people? And you just – there are some instances – I just want – I want to hope that like this case and bringing it to light, especially with it being a smaller case that hasn't gotten as much media attention, um, that it would spark just that little that little light in people that tells you just be good and be good to others. You know, exactly. Like treat people how you want to be treated. Right. The golden like, the, rule. Exactly. Right? The, the rule they teach you in kindergarten. Right. Right. <laughs> Why are we so far away from that? I feel like we just, we've all regressed into this really um, almost savage-like behavior. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't even regurgitate that simple thing of like, hey, let's just not do shitty things to people because those are shitty things and people exactly. don't deserve that. Like, if you just kind of always had that at your moral compass, we wouldn't deal with the herds of shit that we deal with when people do crazy shit like this, you know? It it boils down to don't be a fucking twat waffle. Just be good to one another. Like, if you see an old lady that needs help crossing the street, help her. If you see a kid that's getting picked on because he's gay, stand up for him. My daughter does, and she's like, doesn't say a word. She's quiet as a mouse, but you bet if somebody's treating somebody wrong, she's going to stand up for that kid. Yeah. And, you know, these are, I think, they're the values we need to instill in our kids and our peers. And I know even some of our peers, especially with all this political bullshit going on, that they're like, well, fuck everybody else. I don't care. All these refugees can just go die. That's horrible. Like, it's horrible. And, like, it's all touchy stuff, and I don't even want to get into it. But just don't be douchebags to each other basically (laughs) please like stop stabbing each other for stupid things (laughs) well the thing is it's just people people are so fucking crazy they are so crazy 
beyond anything, beyond a shadow of a doubt, people are crazier than I've ever imagined. And I think in instances like this, here's another walk away. Uh, be very vigilant of your surroundings and the people that you keep around you because yeah. this wasn't a rando thing. These people were living in his house. They were eating his food. They were saying hello and goodbye to him when he was leaving the house. It's like in in that regard, not to say that nobody is safe, but the majority of instances where people are murdered or things like this happen, it's within your your immediate circle of friends. Or- yeah, it's somebody close to you 90% of the time. Right. So it's just like, be nice and uh, always, always watch your back, please. (laughs) Exactly. Like, if you know somebody's a shady motherfucker, keep a knife on you at least. Come on. (laughs) Like, it's just, I, uh, I would hope that at least somebody takes away that they can defend themselves or they don't have to hide. Right. Because we'll let you live in our basements. Exactly. Well, not my basement because <laughs> there's a woodchuck down there, but I'll let you live upstairs with me. Yeah, you can see them <laughs> and nobody will get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I have a ten I have a ten seater couch. That's plenty big enough. Dude, that's awesome. You could have <laughs> every gay person in Alabama in your place. Honestly though. So. I'm like, I I'm a pretty good cook, so I feed them well. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Wow. But yeah, so that is what happened to Scotty. And I just, I hope to God that nothing like this ever happens to anybody else because it is just heartbreaking. Yeah. But, you know, as long as it happens, we just have to bring it to light and make sure people know that shit is not as it seems. The world mm-hmm. is not. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Oh, show. All right. Well, thank you for being my guest host. Yeah, you're welcome. It was a lot of fun. I'm just like, I like not knowing so that you could just tell me all about it. And um, this is definitely one that's going to sit with me for a long time to come. Well, hopefully we can get you back on at some point and do this to you again, surprise you again, but maybe in a good way next time. <laughs> Let me just corner you and do this to you again. I would love Let me just... so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So just for a little break to get away from the ridiculousness that is that case, I want to give you guys another podcast to listen to. Well, it's actually multiple podcasts under one big umbrella. It's called MyGarageBar.com, and they have several podcasts listen, uh, listed underneath there. There is um, a hockey one that's called All Pucked Up that actually just finished up their first season with the Capitals winning the cup. Yay, Ovi got his cup. There is another one that is called Keeping It Local, which is about local bands. And that one's kind of sporadic, but just keep an eye out for that one. There is another one that is uh, Collectors. And that one is super fun. Rich has a whole lot of neat collectible toys and stuff that he talks about. And then there is the football one that is called Three and Out. That one will be resuming in the end of August for its second season. Also fantastic. So keep an eye out. All Pucked Up will be coming back in September when the next hockey season starts. Let's go Rangers!
So keep an eye out for MyGarageBar.com. They also have a Facebook. Go ahead and give them a like. Rate them five stars wherever you listen to them. I know they would appreciate it. Great group of people. Give them a listen. Alright, so another portion of the show is I'm going to try and get different bands to get their music out there just because I'm a huge fan of local music. Go out, support your local scene. These guys work hard and they deserve all the recognition in the world. This particular band is a local band here, an amazing group of dudes. Their band is called Beside the Sun. The song is called Wake Up absolutely go check them out they've got a facebook just look them up on instagram i'm not sure if they have a twitter i'll have to find out but check them out the song is called wake up enjoy Yeah! 
One last thing, guys. If you could, wherever you're listening, go give us a five-star review. That helps bump up our numbers so it gets seen in, like, Apple Podcasts or in Stitcher, wherever you're listening. I would greatly appreciate it. And tell a friend. Go give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, follow, whatever floats your boat. Or, again, just tell a friend or five. Stay disturbed, guys.